Hello everyone, welcome back to Just One More Opinion. My name is Charlie and today I will be sharing with all of you my top 10 favorite TV series of all time. Since I was 12, 13, I have been a devourer of TV shows of all kinds, from sitcoms to dramas, superhero Netflix shows and miniseries. I have watched so much, and I mean so much. And now, I am going to put them down to a list of 10, my top 10. So, without further ado, here we go! Okay, ladies and gentlemen, before we get started, let me say something first. I have seen over 100 series. Yes, some of which kids shows, some only one season long, or I could only bear it for one season, and only a couple of really long TV shows, mostly sitcoms, because those usually last for years and years. And as I get older, I start exploring different genres, new types of stories, and also classics that have been recommended to, recommended to me for ages that took me too long to finally watch. Some of them will actually join this list. But what am I taking into consideration for this ranking? Well, of course, quality plays a huge factor, um, as well as the connection I feel to the show's characters and plot. But nostalgia will always be the one, it will always be vital when I look back to two decades of TV watch, almost two decades uh, of TV watching and I decide what my, what my favorite shows are. So bear that in mind as I go through the list because this is not a top 10 best, top 10 best list, it's a favorite list, quite different, so let's begin. At number 10. How I Met Your Mother. Nine seasons of Ted, Robin, Marshall, Lily, and Barney just hanging around New York, living their lives, uh, having fun. <laughs> and I, I first started watching How I Met Your Mother when it was on its sixth season, I believe. I don't quite remember because I've watched all of it more than six times. Yeah, for a time it was my favorite show of all time. Um, the only thing I watched really, and I know my friends are shocked to see it so low on the list because it has actually changed my life. Not an exaggeration, but also not something I want to talk about right now. Maybe a story for another time, another episode. And yes, it's true. This show, How I Met Your Mother, did change my life. It did make me more interested in TV shows. And it made me laugh and cry multiple times throughout my teenage years with its lessons, with its very intense, complex episodes. I loved it so much that I recommended it left and right and I influenced, is that the right word, uh, at least four of my friends to watch as well and fall in love with its characters just as I did. The reason why it's so low is because of the objective quality it has. It's good, it has left its mark in sitcom history, but compared to other TV shows, other comedy series, it's a bit lower than that. Uh, but nevertheless, if I catch it on TV, I might stop zapping 
and turn up the volume. At number 9, 13 Reasons Why. A very controversial Netflix show, no doubt, but one that I believe to have explored extremely important themes such as mental health and high school pressure, amongst other darker subjects that I do not wish to reference right now. And my main point is 13 Reasons Why made me thankful that I hadn't gone through such visceral, unfortunate school situations that made me lose my way and myself. Um, and it also made me more empathetic about everybody else's problems. It reopened my eyes to the reality that if I am feeling a certain way, maybe my best friend or the most popular girl in school or that nerdy kid from class, meaning me, might be going through something similar or sadly even worse. Of course, I already knew that, but I wasn't ignorant of it. But this show reminded me and its viewers of the power of words, of the effect of actions, and it asked the difficult questions. It exposed what is not always discussed. It opened conversation and presented worldwide support for everyone who needs it. 13 Reasons Why had four seasons, with its last one having been released in 2020. And I gotta say, few TV shows have possessed such important lessons in human psychology and emotion, from my perspective, of course. And that is why I, I highly recommend it, especially to the people that think it's this one thing, but it's actually not just that one thing, because it really is a very important show story about um, young young people needing help um, and I think everyone should watch it. At number eight, I know this much is true. A 2020 mini-series directed by Derek Sean France and starring Mark Ruffalo as both Dominic and Thomas Birdsey. Twins with very different personalities and life experiences in a story about trust, sacrifice, forgiveness, and betrayal. This show is not even a year old, but it quickly earned a spot in this list, even if not a very high one, because the acting, the script, and the themes it explored were so visually vibrant, so complex, and painfully truthful. If you if you tried, you could always find a link between their struggle and your own past or present struggles. The parallel lives of the identical twins, in my opinion, had this third mirror reflecting our own search for an identity, for a purpose, as the stakes for Dominic get higher and bliss for Thomas gets further away. At number seven, Lost. Anyone who has been a fan of American television in the 21st century has heard about this famous show with an infamous finale. Lost has six seasons, starting in 2004 and ending in 2010, and it was created by J.J. Abrams, Damon Lindelof, and Jeffrey Lieber. I only started watching this show in 2018, 
if you can believe it, when I was at university and I had nothing else to do and it was on Netflix, so why not? And then I was hooked. I never thought I'd be so invested in a show right out of the gate, so fast, so compelled to learn more about these characters, about the mysteries of the island. And the reason I was so intrigued by Lost was mostly because every single episode ended in a major cliffhanger. In a, in a shocking revelation that just kept me tapping that watch the next episode little button. I mean, was insane. One minute, I was pretty chill, nothing was really happening, the episode was wrapping up, and then BAM! What a twist, what a turn of events, what will happen next? I don't know, let's watch the next one. <laughs> and that's why I consider it one of my favorite TV shows of all time, because it did that to me. And even though most people hate the finale, or the last few seasons even, I still enjoyed it for what it was. I wasn't a super fan of what they did, but I didn't full-on loathe it either. I'm in, I am in the middle, kind of, respecting their work and the unique stories they told, while also realizing that it could have ended in a much nicer way, but nevertheless, it deserves a place in television history and on my list. At number six, Dark, a three-season-long German Netflix show that ended last summer, and it deals with such themes as family, choice, love, and time. I don't really want to say much about the plot because I'd be spoiling too much, so I'll just applaud creator Baron Bo Odar for his craft. This story was so unique, so well written and directed, open to <laughs> interpretation in some instances, and the only TV show where I paused every single episode to discuss potential surprises and plot twists with my brother, with whom I watched this, and to kind of um, analyze what I just saw, what I just... Uh, couldn't interpret uh, right at the moment. It was really wild and it it really pushed me to listen, to see, to be focused on the story because if I wasn't, I would be losing too much information. Honestly, once or twice every episode, I'd be like, pause, okay, this relates to this and this to that and that to person A and A to B, so blah, blah, blah must happen next, right, right, right? That was me. That was me throughout the whole viewing of Dark. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, I guarantee you will not regret it. Regret it. It's freaking wild and freaking awesome. At number five, Afterlife. And this marks the first show on the list that hasn't ended. Season three might still get released this year, hopefully. And it follows the life of Tony played by the brilliant, hilarious Ricky Gervais, who has also created and directed the show. It's a beautiful blend of dark humor and deep, heartfelt emotions and stories. Sometimes you want to cry at some of the funniest jokes, and sometimes you can't stop laughing at these very broken people who are just... human. That's what I love about Afterlife, it deals with real human struggles, misfortunes, 
trage tragedies and life. But he does so with a pinch of comedy. <laughs> so he doesn't fall into gloomy territories and becomes too dull. Ricky Gervais is a master at delivering heavy-packed drama and rolling-on-the-floor comedy, mixing those together for a flurry of different feelings. And by the end, you're left in this very appreciative state for life, for your life. And it's all thanks to Tony's experience and Gervais's writing. At number four, The Boys, the second show on the list that is still going stronger than ever. If you haven't yet heard about this show, let me try to summarize it for you real simple. Imagine a world where superpowers are real. They've created thousands of overly able individuals with all these types of skills and strengths and that the government has used this phenomenon to make profit. Now, on top of that, imagine that the most famous superheroes are in fact the evilest beings on the planet and now the most dangerous. So, enter the boys, a group of guys who have no powers whatsoever that wish to expose these fraudulent, heroic figures and save the world from being ruled by these OP characters. They are joined by super-powered good guys and gals along the way, yes, but this duality, this risk, really is something that keeps you hooked because usually in superhero movies and shows, the good guys have a tangible, physical upper hand to face their enemies, and here the boys have nothing but their will and their wit to stop the forces of evil. This show works as a superhero action-packed series, of course, but also as a dark humor satire to the genre that has made um, that uh, this genre that has made like billions and billions of, of dollars in the real world just by playfully mocking the property of DC and Marvel at every chance they get, and the colorful collection of characters we have from Carl Urban's Billy Butcher to Anthony Starr's Homelander, amongst many, many others, just give this show this other edge, another positive, and it just makes me and every fan dying to see what happens next. Uh, the Boys is also an American comic book series published by Dynamite Entertainment, so if you want to learn more about that, you can always read the, the the comic books um, but I will skip on any reading because I don't want any spoilers regarding what's to come in the next seasons of this bloody fantastic show before I unveil my top three here are some honorable mentions Ricky Gervais created directed and starred in Derek a 14 episode two-season-long show about a loyal nursing home care assistant who can only see the good in people, his co-workers and the friendly residents. If that premise doesn't attract you, just know that it's a show about a lot of heart, about decency and kindness, and sometimes we all need a bit of that, while not forgetting about the difficult issues one deals with in life as does Derek and his buddies. They deal with um, uh, discrimination, 
with like real real life issues um and yes it's not a show that just is so uh, packed with action and drama that just keeps you hooked but it's a feel nice a feel good show that i recommend that you watch if you have the time because it's really really profound and emotional yeah it's very emotional by the end you okay i don't want to spoil it so yeah just go watch it if you have the time ragnarok is a norwegian netflix show about the norse mythology so entities like thor loki and the frost giants are mentioned but ragnarok has a more human take on it i would say the first season was released in early 2020 and the second season is in the making hopefully it comes um it comes to netflix like late this year maybe next year with all that's going on um and what entices me about this one is like i said how grounded it is for a story about actual gods living amongst men but also how it connects to current concerns we have with our own planet it's definitely a must watch in my opinion and it's only six episodes long so you can binge it pretty easily and the crown another netflix show is also a surprisingly interest series telling the tale of queen elizabeth from her first years as sovereign until the present day of course we haven't gotten to that point yet each season spans around uh, 10 years and we had only we only have four seasons so far with five and six coming to 2022 and 2023 marking the end of the series uh, but what is fascinating to me is how remarkably crafted this show is it's basically just retelling real events from english history but it does so with so much charm and grandeur that you sometimes forget this is more than cinematic magnificence but in fact a sort of uh, documentary about the lives of all royal family members as they struggle with their positions and what they represent in a rather humane manner i'm currently re-watching it with my parents and younger brother because i thought it was one of those t tv shows everyone would like to should should like to see at least once so i highly suggest you do if you haven't already moving on at number three daredevil yet <laughs> another netflix original and the first marvel collaboration with the streaming service daredevil started in 2015 and its third and last season was released in 2018. overall the show was praised by critics and fans alike but the first few episodes are a very slow burn which has made my attempt at getting my friends to watch it a complete failure <laughs> but from charlie cox's portrayal of the devil of hell's kitchen and vincent vincent d'onofrio's fantastic performance as the kingpin to its gritty visceral action and dramatic tension and the fact that it allowed for more marvel netflix shows to exist after this daredevil is just an absolute blast and an undeniable recommendation for my part at least and even if you don't like 
superhero movies and shows. This one will keep you hooked if you let it. Its fight sequences will get you begging for more and that final, those final moments of season 3 episode 13 will hurt like hell knowing that a season 4 doesn't exist yet and that the character of Matt Murdock aka Daredevil is yet to make an appearance on a future project hopefully joined by other iconic heroes everything about this show it was simply perfect i love it so much the the, the tone of it is really what what kept me um, motivated to watch because if you, if it was more like a kids show or um, directed at younger teenagers i wouldn't probably it wouldn't even be in this list, let alone at number three. Now at number two, Breaking Bad. Of course, <laughs> I had to have this show on the list. The only logical reason as to why it wouldn't be on my top ten in a hypothetical scenario would be if I hadn't seen it. But I have. Twice now. And how can you not have this show in your top ten? Or your top five when most people have it in their top one and rightfully so breaking bad broke barriers let me say that again as it is quite a fun tongue twister breaking bad broke barriers it truly was a television phenomenon Brian Cranston as Walter White a chemistry high school teacher turned criminal mastermind Heisenberg is undoubtedly one of the greatest performances in TV history. The depth, the evolution and the tension inside both his character and Aaron Paul's Jesse Pinkman are simply extraordinary to witness in every little detail, in every nuanced scene, with every major plot point and twist you are completely drawn into this world, invested in these characters' journeys and choices, in the craft of the show and in the craft of Walter's plans. This show, if I had, if I ever had to choose one, one show to recommend to everyone I know, this would be it. Breaking Bad is an absolute, undeniable must-watch to every single breathing person who is interested in great stories, great drama, great character developments, simply put, great TV. At number one, my favorite TV show of all time is a show that I only found out in early 2020, nearly 15 years after its debut and seven years after its final season. But since my first viewing in January, February of last year, I have watched it a second time because I wanted to introduce it to my family and I plan on watching it a third and fourth and fifth time when I can. And that show is The Office, US version starring Steve Carell, John Krasinski, Jenna Fisher and Rain Wilson as employees of Dunder Mifflin Paper Company, 
Scranton Branch, a place where all sorts of fun, hilarious, heartbreaking, shocking events happen. This mockumentary on a group of ordinary workers can be seen as an exaggerated version of many people's actual workday experiences or just as a feel-good 30-minute sitcom that is so very successful in making the rest of us fall in love with these characters as smoothly and quickly as possible. The, the show almost <laughs> makes you crave a boring career in an office because you know that whatever the job is, the people around you will make you smile and cry. They'll annoy you and protect you. You'll be grateful for the experience and upset by the goodbyes. Steve Carell's Michael Scott is one of my favorite characters of all time. And it's not because of the actor comedic, comedic timing, not because of the many running gags and trademark quotes. And that list is long, like really long. But it's mostly because of the complexity of his character, the kind and the fool inside of Michael, the ignorant and the wise, the heartbroken and the heartful. And other characters from The Office summon that same adoration in you, like Jim, Pam, Dwight, Kevin, Andy, Daryl, Oscar, Angela, Phyllis, Stanley, Creed, Ryan, Kelly, Meredith, Aaron, and even Toby. For those characters, for those reasons, and many, many more, The Office comes in at number one. And that was it, guys. My top 10 favorite TV shows of all time. What is your list? I'd love to know all about your favorite TV series, so let me know on Instagram or Twitter. I have the links to those accounts on the podcast description, as well as my email, and I'd really appreciate your feedback on the podcast so far. Uh, so yeah, drop me a message if you can. That is all for today. This has been Just One More Opinion. I've been Charlie, and you have been awesome. Take care and goodbye.